Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, at the end of the day, none of us decided to be on TV. We didn't get the choice. It was our parents' decision. I don't resent my parents for putting us on TV because I understand why they did it. It was a good opportunity and it just turned into something nobody saw. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our pop culture roundup and welcome to Crappy Lake recap. Uh, This week we're doing Crappy Lake for two reasons. One, we got two episodes and I think that's like enough for us to sink our teeth into. Two, I talked about it just like that already. So I'm going to leave you to a little plug right now. I talked about the latest episode of And Just Like That with Emily Hanks of She Speaks Bravo. She has a new spinoff podcast called She Speaks It All, and I will place the link in the episode description so you guys can check that out. It's a fun little kiki. So much fun to talk about And Just Like That with somebody else. It's it's really good to have like that back and forth, and I love Emily. She's the best. Um, but yeah, let's get on to the episode. Gosh... Everybody that I'm looking at is a girl of the week. And so it's really hard to put it down to one. So, gosh, what should we start with? I think we should start with our Vanderpump chat here. So as many of you guys know, Graham was given back to James. Graham Cracker, the little doodle, is back in custody with James after... Uh, what sounds like a pretty hectic and situation all around. You guys, I work with animals. This is like what I do when I'm not on microphone. So I 
this this is <laughs> I'm stumbling over my words because I don't like this. I do not like this, and I don't like to be played in my face. And I feel like that's what's happening. So let's get into it. Like, okay, y'all know y'all saw Graham on James Kennedy's Instagram. He's back officially, and we didn't know what the story was initially. So TMZ stated in their article that a source with direct knowledge tells us that Graham was recently dropped off at a shelter and was having behavioral issues, mostly a biting problem. Vanderpump Dogs Foundation, who I believe they adopt, adopted Graham from in the first place, got alerted to Graham's situation and they worked out with the reunion with James and Graham. According to sources, James has the dog in training classes. They've been seeming to work and Graham is good. So... You know, a lot of people were upset, and then Raquel's mother, I'm not going to tell you, I feel like everything that we've heard from this family, like, and them uh, coming out to seemingly their uh, publication of choice, E.T. Entertainment Tonight, is like, not great. I don't feel like they're ever doing her any favors, but she did say, oh, excuse me, I totally forgot we're supposed to be calling her Rachel now. She's taking her power back from all you haters that were calling her Rachel despite the fact that her name is Rachel and she was going by Rachel with her family, but not publicly to like her friends and us, but she's upset with us for calling her Rachel mockingly. And apparently her uh, therapist or whatever told her to like, take your power back girl and start going by Rachel. So she does go by Rachel. Now y'all can look up into that if you want to. Uh, so Rachel's mom, Laura says they did everything they could. So here's where I feel like they're telling on themselves. So she says that first Rachel put Graham into behavior classes after breaking up with James because he had bitten several people, which to me, it could go either way. It's like, did you only do this after you guys broke up, which feels like poor parenting or did this behavior begin after they broke up, which is concerning like what happened with the quality of care after that right um so then La laura goes on to say that when rachel went into the mental health facility obviously like she asked them to care for graham that perfectly reasonable right laura goes on to say that while caring for graham graham bit her to the bone causing severe damage she saw doctors the doctors were suggesting that graham be euthanized which is like big question mark for me she says that they declined that and basically they sought out the best rehabilitation center the california doodle 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 rescue and gave him to a trainer with over 40 years experience now here's where they kind of get like muddled right when you say, like, if I were to think, oh, we gave him to the, you know, he was having behavioral issues, and then, like, we put him in a rehabilitation center, I would assume that you were, like, putting him in intensive training to then be returned back to its original owner, but that's not the case. They rehomed the dog to the rehab center to be adopted out to another family. Then Laura says that, well, with the trainer... Graham bit both the trainer and the trainer's husband. They still worked with him to get to a place where he could be adopted and he was then placed with a new owner. So then she says that a few days later, their owner was like, no, no, we're going to bring the dog back because he was also biting me. At that point, the rescue, California Doodle Rescue, 
reached out to Lisa Vanderpump for financial assistance to hire a different trainer, meaning that they had no intention of keeping this dog. And we're like, hey, girl, we checked the uh, air tag or whatever <laughs> on this dog. So are you going to cough it up or are you going to take him? So at that point on July 13th, Graham was picked up by Vanderpump Dogs. They placed him, they gave him up on May 20th. So he's been like six weeks, no country for old Graham. So California Doodle Rescue was told that Vanderpump Dogs would either rehabilitate him and place him in a good home, or he could live on her property until his dying day. She says, my daughter nor I never dumped him. Graham and want nothing but the best for him. She also posted a picture of this injury in case we didn't believe it. Here's my thing. I believe, and this is my opinion, that the best way to rehab is to like, here's my, long story short, I think James should have been notified so if you were not going to keep the dog ultimately he should have had the option of like taking him now i can understand if she didn't want to reach out to him directly i think that like maybe they could have told vanderpump dogs or lisa to be like hey Jane, like they could have played a telephone or whatever but the biggest kicker for me is that on the california doodle rescue website when you go to the tab that talks about surrendering your dog it says we cannot, all caps, accept doodles with a history of extreme anxiety, aggression, or biting. So, under what circumstances was Graham given to this? Like, did they inform the rescue that he was a biter? What happened? Why would the rescue then, if they knew he had a problem, then adopt him out to another family? Because, to me, it sounds like maybe they found out he was a biter and didn't know. And they were like, we can't have him here. So we're going to give him to a family. And then he bit. And then they came back and he was like, oh, well, we, again, because per our rules, we can't have a biting dog. Like, it seems like they must have given him up over, like, dubious circumstances, did not explain. I don't understand why rescue, if that was the sole issue, if biting was the sole issue, and they, their first thing that they say is we can't accept them, all caps. I'm not, the math ain't mathin' for me. By my estimation, it sounds like after they broke up, Graham's quality of care went down significantly and he started getting aggressive probably because maybe he wasn't getting walked enough, maybe he wasn't having enough enrichment or whatever. And that's where, you know, like things get discrepant. If, if that dog has been biting people for the six years that it's been on this earth and in your care, that is horrible horrible training and you're not even give that, giving that dog a chance if laura and raquel's daddy had been watching graham many times before as you stated in the statement had the dog and the dog didn't bite you until just now it just seems like graham's behavior only started being bad in the very recent year or so right and so mm, i'm just happy that he's with james I, I really am. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to something that I unfortunately ran across my desk. And I wish I didn't have to see it. Of course, it has to do with Stassi, of all fucking people. Hater. 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 <laughs> two, two haters. Okay, so Stassi had Lala on her podcast. I happen to hear this clip where they're talking about uh, the difference between basically how they were treated and the aftermath of um, 
breakups with like Jax and Randall respectively in regard to what happened with Ariana, right? So Lala starts off by saying this clip, people look at me like I deserved it. They look at me like you wrecked a home and whether or not that's true, I'm done explaining how that happened. Like if people want to believe me, that's fine. But I'm looked at like a girl who deserves certain things because I'm very vocal. People have seen me for many years go off on other people. So it was like, this is humbling for you. You needed this. And this is where the cluster headaches start with me, Lauren. Why, <laughs> why do you, why, <laughs> what is with this narrative that like, I, I can't with her. She wants to rewrite history as if we weren't just watching all of this. Her complete, like people to her face saying pretty horrific things, I will say, but like making it very obvious, like Lala, we know what is going on with your situation. We know that he's got a whole ass wife that he's hiding while he's taking you to Arizona or whatever the fuck. We know Range Rovers, you suck in the dick. Like you are proudly saying these things. So to act like we're rewriting history, like nobody deserves to be cheated on. This is a blanket statement. This is for all of them. It is for Lala even for Stassi, even though I have nothing to give this woman. Nobody deserves that. Stassi says she understands because during the whole Jack's cheating situation with her, people were saying to her, oh, you're such a bitch. You deserved it. And then to see, this is what she says, to see people like Ariana who gets cheated on and the whole world just falls to her feet. And it's like, wait, hold on. A lot of us have been cheated on, but we deserved it because we're tougher. It's just so weird that to watch people react differently to women being cheated, like cheated on so differently. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be because logic would tell us all of your situations are very different. So if Stassi needs an explanation, a little uh, refresh, I'm happy to do it. First of all, none of us really had an emotional investment into Stassi and Jax. I mean, did we have an emotional investment into Ariana and Sandoval? Maybe to different degrees, but the point of that is like, when the show began, y'all were already on the rocks. We already were very clear on the facts that Jackson cheated on you. That was obvious. We had no emotional investment into Randall and Lala because you were like, we didn't even know his name. You were acting like this man didn't even exist until like a couple seasons ago. And let's keep it all the way 100. Like the only reason why the cast really befriended Randall, Jax especially, uh, it was because of what he, what they perceived to be his like holding in Hollywood. They thought he was some powerful producer. They thought that he gave them legitimacy and they were like, oh, I have no problem flying on this PJ for free because like, oh, maybe he's going to get me in a movie with Robert De Niro or something or John Travolta. This is why y'all fucked, they fucked with them. Now that would be you know, Schwartz of the pickleball, thinking that that was more important than your relationship. That's something that you have to reckon with, with your friends, not with us. Third, this whole like Stasi's narrative that people were like, oh, you're a bitch, you deserved it, is something I've never heard. <laughs> I've never heard that be this like overwhelming narrative. I'm sure people have said it, but that was not like, we're not as a group. We, I think we can all agree that that was like, nobody was really saying that in a major way. That wasn't the loudest thing being screamed about with regard to Stasi and Jax. Like, I don't remember that. 
What I do remember is a lot of people saying that Ariana deserved this. How you get them is how you lose them and all this stuff. She gets it. She was part of the, part of the cheating thing. Like, why does she deserve anything? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I did ask, saw dozens of people in videos of Ariana's birthday. Something that her friends put together for her. People being like, isn't this enough? Doesn't Hasn't she had enough? It was her birthday. Like, you guys are wild. <laughs> Nobody has had a more loyal fan base in this entire group than Stassi Schroeder. She has been, she has gotten her shit taken from her several times because of her racist remarks, her sexist remarks, her misogynistic takes, and yet, nevertheless, here she is persisting. You're on a tour right now. How many books have you sold? How many books have you written? How many, like, you have eaten off of this situation, both of y'all, and by this situation, I mean Scandaval, real well. Let's not act like all y'all don't have a couple figures in your bank banking all this. I uh who got a house off of some send it to Daryl merch. So <laughs> who's showing up on my FYP at her live shows talking about, oh my god, I knew it about Tom and this is what I knew and blah blah blah. Y'all are such haters. Like Y'all are all doing very well off of this situation. So, like, what more do you want? Who cares if Ariana gets a fucking glad trash bag ad? Who gives a fuck? Is it, you got in an Uber? Uber savings? Uber, Uber savings? <laughs> you got that. You got the deal. Jax is now getting a new show because of this. Brittany and Kristen. Um... Lala's podcast was hitting number one every week during that whole situation. So to act like we're, we weren't the perfect victims and, and therefore like we didn't get the things that she got whack, whack. Like, of course people treated all your situations differently because they all happened differently. The only person who's even slightly in comparison to what happened with Ariana is Brittany, maybe. And you know, Brittany got a Weight Watchers ad out of that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, <laughs> I just feel like if you guys want to have this conversation, like, let's tell the truth, okay? And unless y'all made zero dollars off of Ariana's relationship, then I don't want to hear it because y'all have all eaten off of this. <laughs> To quote NeNe Leaks, what's your status at the bank? Okay? 
<laughs> let's move on so many of you guys have signed up to my patreon and thank you thank you thank you so much for that if you don't i do a patreon every week four times a month for five dollars y'all can get weekly content usually drops on like a wednesday or a thursday last week i happened to do the vice vice did a documentary or they're doing like a whole series called the dark side i think they did this with the 90s but now they're on to the dark side of the 2000s first episode was all about john and kate and it was entitled john and kate plus eight family circus i think if you don't have the vice channel i'm like 85 percent sure that you can find this episode on YouTube and check it out. So the drama began, what really set off this whole chain of events is that towards the end, cause Colin and Hannah, two of the sex tuplets who live with John and are essentially estranged from the rest of the family were featured in this documentary as well as John Goslin, their father. Um, towards the end of the episode they talk about the state of things with regard to the rest of their family john has no contact with any of the children outside of hannah and colin the ones who live with him um colin if you guys know have been has been um or rather was placed by kate into a mental health correctional psychiatric facility when he was like 12 and he had been there for quite some time john eventually took him out and there was a custody case between john and kate over colin kate did not show up to said custody hearing so john was awarded full custody um and he's been living with colin and hannah ever since so hannah says she's kind of touching on working on her relationship with her mother kate at this point they're speaking at least um colin has no contact with the other kids he has not seen them since he was 12 and left for that facility and then also john has really no contact with the other kids so um colin says in this documentary that Kate, his mom, drove a barrier between himself and the siblings. And he says, I really, really hope that one day we can all reconnect and put the show behind us and just be siblings again. You know, just take back that time we didn't have. Hannah also says that over the course of, like, their childhood, Colin would be increasingly... Uh, separated from the family he wouldn't get to come out and play with the rest of the kids he would have to eat dinner at certain times with them and then hannah says i don't think an effort was made in the home to help him learn what behavior was acceptable and what behavior is not acceptable so from there Han uh, maddie who is one of the twins uh released a statement on her own instagram and it is as follows I never wanted to have to speak up about this in order to allow my brother the ability to live privately after the conclusion of our family's TV show, but I've been overwhelmed by hate messages in the last few days and I feel like I must set the record straight. I do not owe my allegiance to any pe persons who have physically threatened me and every member of my immediate family, some incidents as recently as last year. Further, I will never allow someone who has exhibited hateful and even violent behavior towards others based on their racial identity, gender identity, or religious beliefs to be in my life. Kindness, tolerance, love, and acceptance are core values in my life, and I refuse to compromise them for anyone, even my brother Colin, who has unfortunately made his opinions very clear in private. For me, there's no further conversation to be had about rebuilding relationships with anyone in my life after reaching the point of physical violence and hate speech. 
I cannot speak any further on why Colin has done these things, just that I have witnessed them. I've had hundreds of people messaging my private accounts with the most hurtful words you can imagine in the last few days, all without knowing the full truth of what we've been through. I'm asking for peace and privacy and no more hate mail going forward. Why people were reaching out to Maddie is, I won't say it's beyond me, like I can see how they got there, but I also think it's deeply unwell because Maddie has had a history or a reputation, if you want to call it that, of being like kind of a brat on the show as a child. Like, now she's 22, but, like, as a child, people largely didn't like her on the show because she was, like, just kind of a brat. Like, she didn't want to do things. Whatever. Like, typical child behavior. I'm not saying that, like, she should know better. Please. <laughs> we have to be graceful and understanding towards the, the fact that, like, when you have hella kids in a house, there is no way that they're getting the individualized attention that they deserve. It's damn near impossible. So it's not shocking to me that a couple of them might act out in attention-seeking ways or be, like, you know, unpleasant or whatever. Like, that is not surprising to me at all, nor is it the child's fault. And so anybody who is carrying over their dislike of Maddie from, like, 10 years ago when she was a kid and then going to her dms to talk shit about her or whatever the hell they were saying is exceptionally weird and you guys really need to leave her alone now regarding the rest of what she said i can't say that i don't believe her there have been cases where john and colin have reportedly gotten into it in a physical way in the you know last few years in which cops had to be intervened like it does seem like there is something going on with colin which again given his family history and the dynamics not surprising not only are these kids in a big ass family they're also on television don't know anything differently it's gotta be hard to like for things you know what I mean like I I can understand how these things happen and then I found out Kate issued a statement and before I even looked at it I thought why 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 does she do that and then I saw what she said are you guys ready let's get into it so Kate says now mind you Kate had not updated her Instagram since 2020 So to come on here and say these things, very interesting. She says, I never wanted to have to do this, but I feel like I've been backed into a corner and left with no choice. Although it saddens me to do so, I need to speak out now. My son, Colin, whom I love with all my heart and also have not seen since he was 12, has received multiple psychiatric diagnoses over the years. For the safety of myself, his brothers and sisters, and for his own well-being, he was placed in a facility following years of outpatient treatment, which proved insufficient for his needs. The decision to admit him was made by emergency room doctors following one of his many attacks and outbursts, this one involving the use of a weapon. Fast forward to present day and following John's removal of Colin from treatment, my son's unpredictable and violent behaviors have sadly continued regularly towards John, Hannah, and others around him. Colin's distorted perception of reality is one of the many issues that he has always struggled with. And what a shock that would be. As many people who have family members grappling with mental health issues can attest, it is rarely and sadly surprising when complete fabrications occur, and it is just another heartbreaking facet of this fight. 
All parent-child relationships are complex, but when mental illness is involved, it's incredibly complicated and painful and certainly not easy for others on the outside to understand. So why are you giving us all of this information then? All measures were taken in our home were... All the measures taken in our home were at the explicit recommendation of his pediatric psychiatrist and or his team of specialists and were put into place to safeguard every member of our family, our friends, as well as our family pets. Unfortunately, I believe Colin remains a very troubled young man who continues to need a lot of help. His brothers and sisters and I have not been directly involved in his life due to his history of unpredictable behavior and violent tendencies towards us. What his sister Maddie posted on social media recently is completely accurate and I deeply appreciate her bravery in doing so. This is all I have to say on the matter and I will not be discussing this subject further at this time. Uh, that was also incorrect. We're going to go into some comments that she responded to people in. My opinion of this is like, this situation, this statement makes me deeply uncomfortable. I feel like there were things that we did not need to know. I feel like there were things that like, as a mother, you just don't need to put out there. It just feels very messy. We also have to remember that the sectuplets are 18. So to me, it's giving like, Kate is speaking about this kid, like he is a adult who has made all these decisions. I, and I understand that like, there are situations that are untenable and scary and what have you. But also you have not seen this child or really had a communication with him since he was 12. Um, so it's like, it just feels unfair and just like icky. It just feels icky. So the first comment is somebody saying, you're not even in his life. That's the saddest part of all of this. And Kate says, yeah, I agree with you. It makes me sad every day. But safety, my safety and that of my other kids has to take priority. The next one um, is some someone saying, but no matter what, a child needs their mother, no matter how troubled. And Kate says, I did all of those things as often as it was beneficial to do so, according to his doctors. You're going off of one statement that I reluctantly shared, informing your entire opinion from it. Yeah that's what happens <laughs> she goes rest assured there is so much more that you'll never know this is the thing that i find annoying it's like yeah we're working with the information that you're giving us so you can't like be upset with us because you're the one who gave us this information and then to be like well you don't know the whole thing well yeah we're working with what you told us the next person says yeah but don't you think putting him in an institution and seeing him three times in two years was cold he may have his struggles but he deserves your love you're still his mom talk to him go to therapy with him be an advocate for his success not his demise and her response is this is one of the many lies that he told in that interview um the next one she somebody says uh because Colin is currently in the Marine Corps, I guess he's in training. Somebody said he wouldn't have been able to join the Marines if he had a current or a history of mental disorder. And Kate responds, that's assuming he was truthful. <laughs> Ooh, sorry guys. So somebody said if Colin was too much, his father should have known and been given the opportunity to take him before committing him. No, no excuse not to visit him. Sad that TV was more important. And then Kate responds, the court initially disallowed John from knowing where Colin was for a number of valid reasons. The rest of us knew, and I visited, visited as often as was approved by his doctors. Now, I've seen people say that they worked for this facility, and it does not add up to them that she would see him so little in, an, in a matter of two years because they're very encouraging of, like, family involvement. 
etc. Um, the other thing that to go back to that documentary is Hannah said that the reason why she left Kate's home and wanted to have custody of with John or wanted John to have custody of her. Um, and to be fair, she says, as she said, we had no idea where Colin was. And as soon as I found out, I said, I don't want to live with her anymore. So <laughs> John had to file like an emergency petition to get custody of Hannah at the last minute. Cause she refused to go back to Kate's house. So, you know, <laughs> and I say all this to say, I don't really think that in terms of like John versus Kate, it's like two losers. I, I don't think either of them are great parents. Frankly, it seems like bad things are happening all around. <sighs> However, I feel like Kate's need to say this just is giving me the ick. Right? I just it just feels like unfair and it just feels weird and uncomfy and if this were my mama, I would just feel so devastated that if I like didn't have a relationship with you since I was in sixth grade and for you to call me a liar and like feel the need to say these things. I just don't think it's, it just doesn't give like mothering to me. I don't like it. John had to, um, issue a statement, well, not had to, he, he wanted to, <laughs> John issued a statement, um, saying, Kate is posting cruel, false accusations regarding Colin. It just seems to be another way for her to justify her inexcusable, horrific past behavior toward him. True love for a child wouldn't include a mother attacking her son to the public. And yeah, basically reiterating the point that Kate has not seen Colin since the sixth grade, um, being due to being unable to control her abusive behavior towards him. At this point, Colin is training to be a Marine in order to serve his country and is unable to respond to his mother's callous lies. Another thing that Colin said in this documentary, which was that the reason why he was sent off is because he started telling his teachers that Kate was abusing him. Kate caught wind of that and then put him in a facility to shut him up. That That's according to Colin. All right, you guys, and let's move on to our PS de resistance. Ari, ponytail, sleeves. What's going on, girl? <laughs> what is going on? Now, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a ponytail. I'm whipping my hair back and forth. Um, you know, getting it, getting it, hitting it, hitting it. I, you know, I love Ariana Grande's albums. Her music as of late, for sure. Um, with that being said, I, I think we're going to have to talk about some things because... Seems like there's a pattern happening here with you, Ari. So let's get into it. So at first we're hearing the news that Ariana Grande and her husband, Dalton Gomez, have broken up after two years. To which I thought, mm, yeah, girl. <laughs> Duh. Like, it just didn't really move the needle for me because I, you know, I was like, yeah, wasn't that, like, inevitable? It, that relationship was like, okay, this is first husband. This is like, I love love. And I just need to get it out of my system. And she did. They're reporting that they're BFFs and it just didn't work out. Great. I, good for you. Where I started getting a little titillated was when it started coming out that Ariana is reportedly dating her wicked co-star, Ethan Slater. 
Ethan, I guess, I'm not a Broadway baby, you guys. I don't know this stuff. But I guess he played SpongeBob on Broadway at some point. Um, but then I'm doing my own informa- Googles and being like, oh, what's, what is this? Who is Ethan Slater? Why does this man look like a ginger version of her brother, Frankie? That's weird. But let me go and like see what his deal is on his Instagram. And then I said, hmm. Hmm. Because as of May, well, I think his account is now private, private, but uh, we're what? July 23rd, as I'm recording this. May, Mother's Day, traditionally, happens in May. Um, Ethan issued a happy Mother's Day to his wife, who just had a baby. You're the best, and I love you so much, and like you're the best, most wonderful mom and person. And who liked that picture? Ariana Grande. I'm thinking, damn, how would you feel if you're like within a year of being postpartum and two months ago, your husband uh, wished you a happy Mother's Day and the girl that he's now in a full on relationship with liked that post? I'd be sick. I would, I'd be so sick. Now, the blogs, news or whatever, we're trying to paint this as like, Ariana and Ethan only started dating after they left their respective marriages. But according to sources, that is not the case (laughs) at all. So before we get to um, Ethan's wife, I think we should just maybe go down the timeline. Listen, I am a firm believer of um, people go where they want to go. You don't take somebody. They leave or they make the choice to cheat on you or whatever. Like we can't, you can't steal somebody. They leave. Right. But then there's just so much leaving that's happening with regard to the beginning of Ariana's relationships. Allegedly. So we're just going to take a little walk down memory lane, starting with. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Start it with our boy, Mac Miller, right? So Mac... Um, had been dating a girl named Nomi. She was very prolific on Tumblr, writing about their relationship, and was like very open and honest at the time. This is like, you know, like 2016 or something like that. Um, So Nomi has talked a lot about this situation, but I think it's, you know, I think it's mostly for people who were in that circle. But she made several claims like that Mac cheated on her with Ariana that this was in 2016 
that Mac eventually broke up with her, but then later she also kind of said that this was a PR relationship between Ariana and Mac in order to, like, sell, which kind of does make sense if you look back on it. it. It was giving, like, they did write a song together, and this is kind of around the release of, I think, both of their albums. So it does, it, it does give that, but we can move on. Um, Big Sean. Let's go to him. Naya Rivera said in her book that... She came home to find Ariana with Sean. They were like on the rocks at this point and, but not broken up. Fighting, but not broken up. So in this book, it says, on the one day that he was back in LA, he said he didn't want to see me. But since, they were engaged at this point, by the way. But since she had a key, she let herself into his house. I walk in, go downstairs, and guess what little girl is sitting cross-legged on the couch listening to music? It rhymes with Shmariana Shmande. <laughs> the relationship between Naya and Big Sean ended shortly after that, but in the book, Naya says that she was blindsided by the breakup, and she says, I learned that I was no longer getting married from the internet, and at the same time as the rest of the world. Not only were we not getting married, we weren't even together anymore. And then there goes Ariana and Big Sean. So Janae Aiko has been with uh, Big Sean for like a few years now, but it's also being reported that uh, maybe like during some strife in their relationship that Ariana was like trying to step her tiny little foot back into Sean's bigness. Um, But, and also it's rumored that her song, Ariana's song, Break Up With Your Girlfriend on Board, is about Sean and Janae Aiko. Um, Then we're going to have to go to the Pete situation and this is where I kind of started getting interested about this because I remember this in real time Pete was dating Cassie David Larry David's daughter for years I think kind of like off and on kind of the same situation that happened with Naya and Big Sean they were not in a good place uh Cassie had a book of essays where she talked about this how um Pete was you know like we all know that Pete struggles with his mental health and how that was like a big issue in their relationship um and so she was like in a cycle of you know I don't want to break up with him when he's going through it and then things kind of get back together and like I don't really want to break up with him then because I feel guilty you know this like terrible cycle right so she says she was like really about to break up with this dude. Like they were kind of at the end of the road and then she's like, she breaks up with him. Then she says a few days later after breaking up with him, she calls him with the intention of reconciling. And she says, he told me he was now the happiest he'd ever been. And he wanted to continue our time apart. This 180 wasn't what I expected, but it wasn't unfamiliar. I said, okay. And that I loved him tears streaming down my face and he hung up quickly and it was shortly after that phone call and a flippant breakup text message that Cassie uh, discovered on a flight with her dad that he was with Ariana. I scrolled through Twitter and found, excuse me, I scrolled through Twitter and saw that my ex of one day had a new girlfriend. I think I probably left my human body. My dad held me as I shook uncontrollably in his arms for the entire flight. So then she says that two days after receiving that breakup text from Pete, She opened Instagram to see a new post on his page. The first thing I saw was a picture he'd uploaded of himself with his hand covering his face to show off his new finger tattoos. My name, which had been written in cursive across his ring finger, was now covered over with black ink. 
Another tattoo he had of my favorite emoji, yes, I know how fucking absurd that sounds, was now replaced with a matching tattoo he got with her of what I guess was her favorite emoji. The, the first picture of them as a couple was them uh, at wearing Hogwarts robes. They had gone to Harry Potter world. And this is where it really gets wild. She says, there, we bought, she says, they had gone to Harry Potter world, she and Pete. They had bought the same matching sweatshirts that Pete was now wearing in the photo with Ariana. But he had one that said Gryffindor. Cassie had a Ravenclaw one. And then this one with Ariana, he was still wearing the Gryffindor one and that Ariana's was Slytherin, she says, which is too ironic to make a joke about. (laughs) They know you like Harry Potter. (laughs) I've been waiting to be able to say that again. Oh, what a treat. Um, So then Cassie says that she noticed another thing, which is that Pete would uh, wear a hair tie around his wrist, that he was wearing one in an Instagram picture. Um, This was before he started dating Ariana. She says, or before it came out, rather. She says, he used to always take off my hair ties off my arm and put them on so he could, quote, wear a piece of me. I felt like I was being terrorized. And I wondered, was he just repeating everything I thought he had had made our relationship special with somebody else a day later? Ooh. Now in 2020, Dalton Gomez's ex, Ricky Barton, wrote on her IG story a picture of herself and says, when you see your ex with the person that they told you not to worry about. And that was Ariana Grande. And that brings us back to Ethan Slater and his girlfriend, not girlfriend, wife, soon to be ex-wife, I guess, Lily J. They have been together for 10 years. They've been married since 2018. Just had a baby this past year, maybe late last year, early this year. And they're saying that Lily has hung out with Ariana and Ethan and the baby. They all would go visit the Wicked set and Ariana would spend time with the couple as a married couple together. And like I said, he was even, you know, talking love his wonderful wife in May. Happy first Mother's Day to the most loving and caring, wonderful mom and person in the world. So the streets are saying that Lily had zero idea. She was under the impression that, like, he broke up with her out of the blue. She didn't think anything was happening. Didn't think anything was going on with their relationship. And now that everything has come out, she's like, oh, I see the issue was ponytail. So this is wild, y'all. I mean, listen, I don't want to, like, begrudge a baddie. But the receipts are not great. This is like a pretty bad track record of the beginnings of your relationship where pretty much every ex-girlfriend's like, yeah, um, mm. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> so I, I'm, 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 mm. we're going to wait and watch. We're going to wait and watch. Um, what else should we talk about? I mean, I feel like, you know, I saw a movie this week. And I saw it on Thursday and I liked it and I'm trying to be supportive of the strike. So I don't think that I can talk about it, but I will just say that, um, my life is different than it was on Thursday and I'm happy because of that. And actually with that, you guys, I'm going to end this episode and actually do a mini episode for Welcome to Crappy Lake to come out later today or Tuesday. Um, So if you are a new listener, just know that we do, in fact, 
LOL and tee hee hee over here. This may not have been a great example of that, <laughs> but I do actually have a good time. Um, these people tried it this week. It's not my fault. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye.